do you ever think about how neither of us have to play a sport? Like, just in general, like, whenever things are hard, I think, but I don't have to play a sport. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Chloe. I played so many of the sports, and now I never have to again. I'm done with P.E. Forever. Probably. Depending. Some colleges make you do P.E., but it's like, do I look like I would go to a college who made me do P.E.? It's like walk half a mile. It's not hard. It's barely P.E. Some colleges offer bowling. I would do bowling. Hi, my name's Heidi, and I do not know how to bowl. Hi, my name's Rory, and I started school again. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. (laughs) Great, I both loved and hated that. (laughs) I'm delirious. So, let's get started, shall we? I'm so excited. What is our book? Binti. By you say the author's name. Neri Okorafor. Cool. Yeah. Uh, she's Nigerian-American. And just a uh, warning. We did find out how to say some of the words in this book, but it's a sci-fi. And it's also set in Africa. And neither of us uh, are experts at pronunciation for African names. So bear with us. We're doing We're our best. Trying. We are trying so hard. So Binti is really cool. It's uh, a novella and it's mm-hmm. one of three. And I'm so excited. The other two are coming in the mail soon. <gasps> uh, I gotta order those two then. Yeah. Yeah. No, please do. Because we may have to make our first series on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Binti books. But so Binti is about a African girl uh, in the future who gets accepted into the number one ga- uh, universe number one university in the galaxy Mm -hmm. um, from a tribe whose people do not leave the planet in this case the planet earth but they uh they don't go anywhere they very rarely leave their like village but they never leave the planet yeah which is earth earth is their planet and she is uh she decides to attend the university and sneaks out in the middle of the night out uh of her village all the way to the transport because she's yeah she's accepted to umza uh university as what is called a harmonizer, which is someone who can bring, it seems like, electronics into synchronization, but uh, is what it seems like at first, and then also yeah. other things. So they, her family makes astrolabs, which, from what I can gather uh, from reading it, it's a novella, so things are not spelled out the way yeah. they are, and, like, this could be five times the length. Uh, it yeah. also would not be on this podcast, because we both read it very fast kind of desperate but still happy about it yeah, yeah but they make astrolabs which kind of like carry your identifying information it's basically yeah. like kind of like you in a ball but not your spirit just all your stuff and apparently you can also like signal to people through it because in the end she like signals to her family and her mother is the first to answer mm-hmm. it seems like if if broadly speaking like if all of the social media, like basically it seems like an like the internet. Yeah. But like your personalized internet. Yeah. Is kind of what it, it seems to be that's what it does because it like you can preload yeah. maps and all kinds of other stuff. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Binti? Because I know I was the one who was like, Rory, I found this book and it's so good. And you need to read it. It's also only 90 pages. <laughs> it was so good. I read it today. 
It was great. I finished it like just now. Mm-hmm. We're recording this later than usual uh, in the evening because of that. But yeah. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. It was. Um, hold on. I'm getting quotes because yeah. I took pictures because we use the same copy. Because mm-hmm. short time. And I was not expecting to enjoy it quite as much as I did while you're finding quotes. I mm-hmm. forget that I like sci-fi a lot. Like that I'm really a big fan of science fiction. Um, because as a kiddo, I read like 30 plus Star Wars novels. And I forget that those are very much like an introduction to science fiction. And that as a grown up, I'm like, oh, yes, give me all of the weird technology and animals on other planets. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to meet uh, new sentient beings. Uh, yes. Oh, a phrase I really liked. He's talking about like prayer and prayer to the seven. They don't say seven what. They just say the seven. So um, it's just a small sh- quick phrase from her dad. And it's... Uh, to seal his words. So it was another prayer to seal his words. And I really like the phrase seal his words. I like that a lot. I really like the mix of spirituality and technology and yeah. futurism. Um, like it's never been convincing to me when I read stories where it's like, we conveniently forgot to talk about things people just believe. And I'm like, that doesn't seem realistic. Real? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, life is very different uh, this century than the last one, for example. Yeah. So, and people still uh, believe stuff that they don't have 100% evidence for. So I found that really interesting. Right. Um, I like this quote a lot. The more it spoke, the less monstrous its voice sounded. Mm, mm-hmm. I love that, like, concept of, uh, she's talking about uh, an alien race who's, been at war with the primary race at the university uh, which is not actually human like this book is really interesting too because humans are not at the center of the story like she's a human but this war is not actually between humans and the Meduse it's between the Meduse and the Kuish and humans are just kind of like caught in the crossfire (laughs) yikes (laughs) jeepers jeepers a genocide (laughs) Yeah, I, I like the world building in this too. Like, and that yeah. that she uses. I like words. how there's layers. Mm-hmm. I like how layers get built on. Like, you go through and you learn more about the world and that type of stuff. I enjoy that. I enjoy getting little, like, pockets of information throughout the book about the world. Yeah, that isn't like a oh I would have needed this earlier, like. You held this from me. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, Oh, this is a great description of her people, the Himba. My tribe is obsessed with innovation and technology, but it is small, private, and as I said, we don't like to leave Earth. We prefer to explore the universe by traveling inward as opposed to outward. Like, it's so not at all um, disparaging that way of life, which is uh, not surprising given that the author is Nigerian-American. Yes. Like, it's very, this is what it is. And, like, her people don't use water to bathe. They rub clay on themselves, called ojite. And it's a major plot point, uh, what the clay is made of, and, like, that it is used 
in multiple contexts. Yeah. And that's a big freaking deal in this whole in this whole book. The Ojite is not like a Sometimes I feel like sci-fi books or just books like fantasy, anything where it's like suppositional, mention something and then it is never important again. Yeah. And I I feel like because it's a novella, she doesn't waste details. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's basically made out of this red clay and um, like flower oil, oil that comes from like these flowers. And it's kind of thick. Like mud, mm-hmm. and it like has a, a big mud, mud mask for their entire body, mm-hmm. and it has a scent, like a very yeah. strong scent. Someone said it smelled like jasmine. Mm-hmm. And uh, different characters react differently to the smell. And uh, spoiler alert: in spoilers ahead, <laughs> uh, the ojite has healing properties for the Medusa, yeah. and there's like this great exchange in the book, so that she is kind of permanently altered by her interaction with them because uh, she's what they call a harmonizer, which is someone who can, uh, again, bring electronics, but also other things into harmony. Mm-hmm. And so this like 15 year old is put into a situation where she has to bring uh, different, like not just races, but species into harmony. Yeah. And I'm just like, what a baller. <laughs> what a baller. What a baller. Has her Ojite spinner? <laughs> Oh, here was something funny that I I liked. Let them gossip and judge. Thankfully, they knew not to touch my hair again. I don't like war either. <laughs> Ooh, that is such... Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a great quote. Out of context, even. And those numbers added up to the sum of my destiny. Hmm, mm-hmm, yep. That that was one that I had to. Ooh, noise. However, just because something isn't surprising doesn't mean it's easy to deal with. I was literally reading that as you were saying it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, mood. <laughs> yep. Oh, she was talking about her like her uh, braids mm-hmm. or plaits, and um, this dude says about her hair. And they're, um, you have exactly 21, and they're, they're braided in tessellating triangles. Is it some sort of code? And she says, not says, she thinks, I wanted to tell him that there was a code, that the pattern spoke my family's bloodline, culture, and history, that my father had designed the code, and my mother and aunt- aunties had shown me how to braid it into my hair. However, looking at hair... Mm, <laughs> yeah, Haru. Haru? Yeah. Looking at Haru made my heart beat too fast and my words escaped me. So I merely shrugged and turned back around to pick up a bowl of soup. Ah, I love that description of the code. And I love that that was just a thing at all. <laughs> that it was a code braided into her hair. Like, that is awesome. That's so good. My destiny is stronger for leading me to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I don't remember what I did or said. My eyes were open, taking it all in, but the rest of my brain was screaming. I have had that feeling before. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, here's a great one. Was it the sting, I asked? No, it said. That is something else. You understand because you are 
You truly are what you say you are, a harmonizer. I didn't care to understand. Not at the moment. That feel, <laughs> that feel of, I do not want to understand. I don't want to know. What if I don't want to understand the significance <laughs> of my choices? Today. What <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's interesting that it's it's a human talking about her own people as like, humans are not at the top of this food yeah. chain anywhere close. Which is so uh, gratifying. Yeah. Like, even Star Trek, which is more focused on, like, lots of different alien races, it's like, mm, humans seem to kind of run the Federation. Yeah. Like, there are token aliens on board, but yeah, there is, hmm, mm, earthbound people are big ballers. And in this, in this, uh, but the pilot was killed many right before my eyes by a people at war with those who view my own people as near slaves. Yeah. Like, nope. Uh uh. Also, that the ship is alive. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Like the living technology thing. I was just like, who? uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, rest in peace, uh, wrote a little blurb for this. And I'm like, yep, that's the best description. There's more vivid imagination in a page of Nettie Okrafor's work than in whole volumes of ordinary fantasy epics. Yes. I love it. I'm going to have to read this book again. <laughs> Me too, and I read it today. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here's one. For no reason at all, I focused on the number five. Over and over, I thought, five, 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 five. Oh, that's good. Yep, same. Yeah, I can't recommend this book highly enough, in part because it's 90 pages. Yeah. Like... It's great, and it's short, and it's delightful, and it's well thought out. And my copy was owned by someone previously who uh, studied critical race theory, so I had some really cool highlights and stuff. But more importantly, it was just a friggin' delight. Like, yeah, I I wanted to be in this world forever. So good. Speaking of worlds I want to be in forever, Star Wars? Which one are we talking about? Because we are not going to talk about the entire Star Wars in one episode, friends. Oh, certainly oh, not. No, no, We are talking about The Last Jedi. Ooh. Right? That's what we decided. Yep. Okay, right. We decided Last Jedi. Woohoo. We're going to talk about Force Awakens with this one, but Last Jedi has way more interesting impact about the unexpected people being ex- unexpectedly important. Because uh, Binti is critical to the plotline and has... What she does has planet and and possibly system wide implications. Yeah. Um, but she's a incoming freshman. Yeah. Which brings me to my favorite Star Wars added character in the new trilogy, Rose Tycho. Rose. <laughs> Rose. I love her. She's so great. Like I love Ray. And her ball and blue lightsaber that's going to hopefully be a different color next movie, just like Uncle Lukey Poos. Went from, <laughs> went from blue to green in friggin' Empire to, to Return of the Jedi, you know, because he dropped it off the frickin' Cloud City. Uh, yep. And Rey, because she and Kylo can't share. <laughs> Understandably, it is an important lightsaber that formerly belonged to Anakin Skywalker, with which he killed all the younglings. It's that lightsaber. It's weird. Uh you haven't seen yep. those, you'll have to. Yeah. But yeah, Last Jedi. Let's talk about Rose for a while. Oh, I love her. 
I love the scene where Finn is trying to go into the escape pod thing. <laughs> and she's just like, you're such a hero. Wait, why do you have a bag? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just, I was, you were trying to escape, weren't you? <laughs> like, no idol worship. Like, the minute she's like, you were trying to escape. She just tases him. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, I very much cried the first time I saw her sister die. Um, yeah. With no context. I was just like, mm, this is this movie. I am wh- whoever she is. I am on her team. This is incredible. <laughs> this is sad. And, like, not knowing that her, like, that they made it Rose's sister was amazing. Uh-huh. But also, like, that they... F- that it was impactful enough that I was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Without even knowing who she was. Mm-hmm. 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 And also that uh, Rose is all about, like, war is not war for war's sake. Like, we fight for those we love, not against those we hate. Like, it, and right, that distinction. Right. Um, I, I saw an interview with Chris Pine for mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. And he said that that's also the difference between female-led superhero movies and male-led, is that Wonder Woman was not a vengeance cycle movie. Yeah, it it was, was, I fight for the ones I love. Yeah, it's protection-driven rather than vengeance-driven, and I find that fascinating. That's real fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to talk about Luke's despair (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) I love his despair. It's hilarious. It's so funny, but also I feel like it's so important. Yeah. Like, that the galaxy's biggest optimist falls into despair. Yeah. Uh, and also that the galaxy's biggest, like, everyone is redeemable. Like, he set, he has a big mouth when he's a young youngster, but when it's his apprentice that's dead. Yeah. Like, when it's his people, suddenly he's hiding out just like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, oh, now that it's your apprentice that turned into the dark side, <laughs> you're giving up on him. Oh, wait. Where have I heard this before? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh dear, I think I heard this before. And where, just oh where have I heard this before? Mm-hmm. 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 And just Ray being like, I you told me the force wasn't about lifting rocks, which means if it flows through everything, I can in theory lift as many rocks as I need to <laughs> if I focus. Yeah. And it's like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. And it's like, huh. According to who Anakin Skywalker is over there like the only human in the galaxy who can race pod racers and people get upset that Rey can pick up several rocks. Yeah. Like, oh, but Anakin's special and it's like, okay. But like, as though the Force wouldn't have more than one special person ever? Yeah. Rey's pretty special. Leia managed- Not special. The Force has many special people. You're not special. Completely untrained Leia, with no training, manages to be tortured by Darth Vader and give away no information. Yes, Leia! Like, we're clear on that, right? Like, Vader tortures Leia, and what does he get out of her? Nothing! Nothing. Zero things! He blows up her planet, what does he get? She looks down. She friggin' looks down and is like, okay, if we're gonna play that game, I'm not telling you squat. (laughs) Oh, so we're playing that game. Daddy, genocide is bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. I I have strong feelings about 
they're untrained. They shouldn't be able to. It's like, okay, yes, training is super valuable, but also it's the force. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if the whole like notion of the force flows through you and the force flows through everything, then in theory. Yeah. A lot happens. Yeah. It does the thing. It also feels like a lot of the training would be like learning how to be able to harness. Yeah. How to control it. Yeah. Like more. Not control it, but like how to control your um, ability to wield it. Yeah. Basically. How to tap into it. And like, it's not as though she didn't have kind of that sense of urgency with the rock scene. I've just heard so many people complain about it. And honestly, the fir- not knowing that anyone didn't like it, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is how the force should be. Yes. Yeah. This is how to do this. Yeah. Like Yoda being like, oh, you've read the whole, all the books. Like, yeah. no, this is stupid. Um, nope. 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 Yeah. Also, Yoda showing up at all was great. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. <laughs> I, I can't get over how pretty that movie was either. So pretty. Everyone was great. And I loved I loved Admiral Holdo. You don't need pants to press buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I literally read someone like, but why would an admiral be wearing a dress? And I was like, one, Mon Mothma, the ginger from the old movies. Two. Oh no, how am I supposed to press buttons while I'm in a skirt? Oh dear, looks like I can't press that button now. My hair is dyed and therefore I can't speak common language. Oh no, oh dear me. Oh my, 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 looks like a... Oh my, oh my, my, my. I have a bad feeling about this. (laughs) (laughs) What else? What else is... I... It was... I... It might be my favorite. Yeah. Star Wars. Other than, like, Return of the Jedi. The red was so pretty. The red was so the pretty. The red, salty thing mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm. pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That whole ending scene, like, the color schemes, the oh shots gosh, they did, yes. like... These new Star Wars, Rogue One, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, they're so friggin' cinematic. Like, yeah. the old ones are epic, and, I, and I'm, I'm remembering... That, like, when the original trilogy came out, they also were friggin' cinematic. Yeah. And, like, I feel like the prequels very much dropped off on kind of this epic, sweeping filmmaking. Yeah. And these new ones are like, it's a movie. We did it again. We're back. We're back, kids. Also, the horse movie. I love the horse movie. Finn and Rose's excellent adventure that is literally every horse movie I've ever seen condensed down to 10 minutes of a scene that also is very much like, "Mm, you think warmongering isn't profitable? Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is like black beauty meets that one scene in in every World War II movie where people realize the good guys aren't great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ugh, I love me a good horse movie. Oh, such a good horse movie. The horsies were so cute. Mm-hmm. The alien little horse a- things. Little alien horsies. Oh. Alien horse. Yep. 
Also, all the little kiddos with their little... Oh, yeah. She gives the kiddo her alliance ring. And then when he, at the end, he's sweeping. Mm-hmm. He looks... I can't remember what it was, but he looks like... He looks like um from Bugsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He He's that character. I don't know. I feel like they they went far enough down the despair and dark road in Last Jedi to really make hope feel like a thing. Yeah. Like the film New Hope in the first act has a genocide where they blow up a planet. Yeah. Like this movie really went for it with like, ooh, you think things can't get bad? You think things can't be bad for the uh the resistance? They can. Yeah. And you know who's going to keep resisting? Leia yeah. Organa. Gen- Here comes the general. Rise <laughs> up. Here comes the general. Rise <laughs> up. The woman you've been waiting, waiting for. Rise up. Like, I'm not ugh, I'm not done. And I'm not done with, like, Ray Ray's lightsaber style. That nobody's yeah. lost any limbs yet. Excellent. Yes. The Kylo and Ray fighting with each other uh, on, e- on the same side fight scene. Yeah. Friggin' gorgeous. With all them people in red. Oh my gosh, and the red curtains burning. Mm-hmm. We were all... S- I was so confused, and I was kind of laughing at the red curtains. Because <laughs> I didn't realize they were literally just curtains. Yep. Like, there were just red curtains. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Also, the hyperspace scene. The scene where Holdo... Right? Yes. Ugh. It's so great. I just, I really liked that movie and I liked how they took Star Wars and kind of did all the things where it's like, "Mm, the odds are a million to one and we're going to play the odds the way the odds actually are, you know, where this isn't going to work. Yeah. (laughs) This doesn't work. You know why? Because the odds were a million to one. It didn't work. That happens. You know why we don't do crazy cowboy stunts? Because they, they don't, don't work. work. <laughs> it's so... Uh, my dad pointed something out about space movies, and I've not been able to unsee it, and it's how quickly like, very large casualty counts will get built up, and nobody seems to care. Yeah. Like that, like that Alderaan is not this incredibly disturbing scene. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I feel like Force Awakens really brought the, or excuse me, Last Jedi brought the numbers back down. Yeah. To like, oh, that's the fleet. Like, you care about all those transports yeah. um, when they're escaping. Like, you care that, oh my gosh, the Resistance now fits in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. This is a real, like, it brought the numbers back down to, like, a human scale. Because mm-hmm. there is a point where, it's true, like, a planet blows up and I'm like, I can't. I can't feel anything about this. Yeah. I don't feel anything about this. Like, I just can't do that. I can't grasp. Yeah, I can't I can't conceptualize. Yeah. Um, in the same way that, like, I, I can't really conceptualize, like, hearing World War One stats where it's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. entire people group just disappeared. Yeah. They're gone now. They got, they're all dead. And it's they're like, gone. What? Like, what do you mean? No, they're just hiding behind the counter. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah brain doesn't get it and uh and last jedi brought it back down last jedi really forced everyone to face their own uh complicitness in the problem yeah like 
Poe Dameron's like, oh, just because you can pull this stunt doesn't mean everyone you're leading can pull the stunt, which means you can't do it. Yeah. Like, you can't lead your people into this kind of problem. Or like, yeah, the Jedi are problematic. Surprise! <laughs> Ooh. Poe's pose conversation with that other dude on the other, the ginger on the other ship. Oh, yeah. With like the, I'm sorry, please hold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh. I'm holding. I, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear <laughs> it's like I can I can hear you. Hello. Hello. <gasps> Hello. BB eight exists. Oh. Porgs. Great, great. Oh great. my gosh, Porgs. Chewbacca being so uh central. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love chewy. it. Chewie. Chewie. I have no idea how they're gonna chewy. how they're gonna work the Luke and Leia stuff for the next movie, but honestly, I got everything I wanted out of Force Awakens and everything I wanted out of Last Jedi. Not at all what I expected I would get. Yeah. But like but everything I wanted. Yeah. Everything I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. I want a Star Wars to be fun, make me think, have some great lightsabers, not make me dizzy. And, uh, you know, girls with guns. Like, I'm very into girls with guns, girls with lightsabers. Like, I, I like I like equality storytelling. Yeah. And uh, we already have Luke with a lightsaber as a trilogy. Then yeah. we got Anakin and Obi-Wan. So, you know. Let's get a new friend. It's a new one. It's a different thing. Oh, yeah. There's no smooth transition to the music segment. We're just gonna sing, cause that's a transition. Yeah. Muse, the second law by Muse. <laughs> it's music by Muse. Can you open us up about, about Muse? Talk some, talk some talk talks. Muse is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I start everything on this podcast. By the way, I'll just say it is great because my my brain needs a. It feels a like thing. a search term. Hmm. Like the way you say it makes it sound like you're looking in the great tag. Yeah. Like what it's is my great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what is my opinion on this thing? Right. I'm gonna find it in the great section. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Thank you for explaining my brain to me and other people. Hey, everyone. It's helpful. I'm great at understanding <laughs> people who aren't me. Sorry, I'm trying to find this specific song. It is indie rock. Mm-hmm. And, er, whoa. One thing said it was indie rock. One thing said it was, it was alternative. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go ahead and say that's kind of the same thing. It's the same friggin' thing. It it used to mean something different yeah, in like the nineties. Like this is not the nineties. This isn't the nineties, people. Um, it was released in two thousand twelve. Ooh, we do a lot of things from the two thousand twelve era, which you know makes sense because that's the year after I graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> also, like I'm not as that's around when people stopped using real drum sets. Yeah, I'm a big fan of drum sets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the song Survival Ooh. and Madness mm-hmm. and Supremacy. Panic Station is one of my favorites on this because it yeah. has that like dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, a surprising number of like dance rhythms are on this album. Yeah. Um, Supremacy is great. That's what it's on. It's on Faces. Supremacy is yeah. on Faces. I just love the nee, 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 n
Yep. Yep. Um, and that Muse was just like, we can do dubstep. We can friggin' do dubstep. We're going to do a dubstep song. We're going to do a dubstep song and prove all y'all wrong. Mm-hmm. It rhymes, so it must be true. Yeah. Um, I can't say exactly why this is connected to both Last Jedi and uh, Binti, except for there's Listen a song. Listen to it and you'll understand. Yeah. I feel like Panic Station is very Binti. Yeah. Um, Explorers. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot here that I'm like, I can, I feel like if this was a, a movie, this might be on, like, the inspired by soundtrack, yeah. you know? Like, it's not really thematically connected in a super distinct way, like some of ours are. But yeah. it's completely, like, yeah. These are definitely connected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that line from Supremacy, Wake and see your real emancipation is a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, an economy based on endless growth is unsustainable. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Muse. Lots of kind of mixing eras. Like it feels very not distinctly 2012, which is good. Like it's very 70s, 80s in parts. Very 90s in parts. Kind of grungy. Um. Really well executed and yeah. musically interesting mm-hmm. harmonies hey pre-packaged hey <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how to explain muse because every single album they sound so different yeah but matt bellamy's voice is so matt bellamy that it's like mm, right it's muse right <laughs> it's muse <laughs> that's mouse um for for those of you who who are listening who are like Muse? Why is that name familiar? They're on the Twilight soundtracks. That's that's the answer. Oh, I didn't know. They did Supermassive Black Hole. Uh, no, I knew that one. Yeah. The So this is a fun fact. Um, the Twilight soundtracks are excellent mixtapes. Like, oh, wow. They're all fantastic. Don't ask me to explain why, since everything else went wrong. But, like, I will... Straight up listen to all of the Twilight soundtracks. Not the score, but the right. like the songs that were used. Friggin' play that as loud as you can possibly go. Like it's Paramore Noted. and Muse and Iron oh and Wine. Gosh. I know what we're listening to in the car. Yep. Evidently. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Um That is not my wreck of the week, but I'm gonna throw it out there as a bonus. The Twilight inspired by albums are great and feature Muse very heavily. Bonus wreck. Rory's got a bit of a cough still, so I'm still talking a lot. Yeah, I kind of, I'm just intermittently leaning away from the mic and just (coughs) loud coughing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If somebody had not listened to Muse before, uh, but they'd listened to whatever artist like you could compare them to, who would you pick as like the, oh, if you like this band? On the assumption that like whatever band you pick, they would have heard of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, maybe Icarus the Owl. Okay, yeah, it's like very prog rock ish, um, but with fewer time signature changes. Yeah, which quite frankly is fine. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. uh, This is definitely my favorite Muse album. Like, hands down, no question. Although I do really love Supermassive Black Hole. See, here's the thing. 
this is the album I like most consistently. Yeah. Like, no, that's what I thought you'd meant. Yeah. Like, I like a, a few, I like a couple songs on Resistance a lot. I like a couple songs on Showbiz a lot. Uh-huh. But for the most, oh, Black Holes and Revelations, I like four so- I I think Black Holes and Revelations is my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Absolution is fine. Like, it's not that I hate the other albums. Right. But uh, Second Law is the only one I actually listen to straight through. Yeah. The other ones, Makes like, sense. I'll shuffle all of them or I'll, like, use a lot of songs in the mix. But, like, looking at the play count on my iTunes or something, it's, like, 5, 36, 2, oh. 2, 2 for the other albums. Yeah. And Second Law is, like, 5, 5, 5, 5, 3, 7, 9, 5, <laughs> 5, 5, 5. And I'm, like, all right. Okay. 28. I really like Unsustainable. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like Supremacy. Yeah, fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, Supremacy's great. It's so good. Supremacy's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Muse is a very uh, tension-based band. Right. I feel like like their music has a lot of um a lot of conflict without resolution. Like, uh, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not that I feel stressed listening to it, but it feels tense, like like something is about to break. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, uh, as opposed to music kind of written after things have blown up. Yeah. Or during the blow up, it's like, uh, in that space between turning off the safety and pulling the trigger, you can fit an entire Muse song. Yeah. (laughs) There lies Muse. (laughs) Oh, look, there it is. Although it's definitely a laser gun because it sounds super futuristic. At least this album. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything else to add about Muse? No. In that case, Rory of the Week. It's my turn to ask. Fine. Rory. Okay, so I have two things. Let Not me two finish wrecks. the question. What's your wreck of the week? I'm impatient. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the question out? I did. Okay. Did you get everything out? The, the last breath, the question mark. <laughs> All I needed to say, I got out. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so the, my first point is I'm giving uh, word credit to Chloe Chin for Noise More Toit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. She was mad at us for not giving her credit, so you're welcome. Once again, picky brat. <laughs> Chloe continuing to help us make up words that don't need to exist, like abandonment. You scrub. I'm kidding. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, watch your mouth. This is a clean <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And then my rec. <coughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My recommendation is um across the universe soundtrack. Ooh. But yeah. the, uh, the 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 <coughs> the uh, the deluxe version. Yeah, cuz the regular version doesn't have revolution on yeah. it. Yeah. And it doesn't have all the songs, which yeah. makes me so sad. And it's like some of the songs that we'd really want to listen to as well, so. Like, you know, Revolution. Yeah. There are other songs that they cut, but that one was the one that I was like, what, what, mm. what, what, what? Like I own both copies because of that very problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that soundtrack. 
I don't listen to it as much as I should. Uh, yeah. uh, mostly because if I want to listen to the Across the Universe music, because there's so little like real dialogue, like the the scenes are short. Yeah, I'm you often just watch like the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm so okay with just watching the film. Um, well, I I usually listen to it like either during homework or like mm-hmm. I was with his. Well, I was listening to it while cleaning, or like on the way back in the car, from a thing. So. That is my recommendation. It is great. Listen to it. It is great. Also, if you have not seen the movie, watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, spoilers ahead. We are definitely doing Across the Universe the movie just as soon as we find something to fit with it. Oh, most certainly. Like, it's we have a Google Doc. And a lot of things that we do were like, hey, why isn't this on the Google Doc? Let's let's do that one. Yeah. Uh, Across the Universe is already on the Google Doc, so it's it's only a matter it's of time. official. It's official, gang. It's happening so soon. It's happening. Uh-huh. He proposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode is weird. We love you all. Please leave reviews on iTunes. <laughs> I'm tired. Hi, Rory. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm uh back on coffee for the first time in two months. I can drink coffee again. So this is a weird mixture we've got going here today so thanks for holding in there what an exciting development uh yeah anything else about across the universe that you did not get did you say all you needed to say (sighs) okay so my wreck of the week (laughs) i wasn't done i'm kidding sorry talk for another we've got some time so if you need to talk talk I need to pee. (laughs) All right. So we're going to wrap up the episode soon. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I have a rec and it's a podcast. It's not our podcast. It's a different podcast. Tyler Tiger Totem. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 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 Not this episode, uh, but I am going to tease something called the Four Rory's Phenomenon. Going to leave that where it is. That's a Tyler Tiger Totem. That's a full-blown That's a full-blown Tyler Tiger Totem. And we're going to explain that in a different episode. Um, But yeah, I I have a... podcast recommendation Mm. oops uh the anthropocene reviewed by john green um so what the anthropocene reviewed is is it's uh discussing different things uh centered on humanity based on what he calls a human-centered planet which is the anthropocene yep so first episode is canada geese and diet dr pepper second episode Haley's comet and cholera third episode googling strangers and kentucky bluegrass and on and on and on right um John Green is really great at making things uh, that could be seen as insignificant, significant. And yeah. I, that is my friggin' jam. Love it. Love it so much. Uh, his language is fantastic. Like yeah. just listening to him read, uh, listening to him talk, reading his stuff. It's all just, it's delightful. And uh, I really like the way that he makes me consider how things impact me as a human and also how me being human impacts the way that I I interact with things and interface with things and he also reawakened my love of Dr. Pepper not that it was gone but I hadn't had in turn (laughs) reawakened my love in Dr. Pepper yep it is it is the red wine of soda (coughs) dang it saw it with my eyes and then my mouth (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the Anthropocene reviewed is excellent and each episode is about 20 minutes it comes out like once a month uh but he skipped July so There'll be at the sixth episode this month. Yeah, so uh, that's my whole rec. 
And we also have a schedule change. Announcement. Mm-hmm. PSA. PSA. We have an announcement. Um, announcement. Announcement. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be switching to every other week. Sometimes we will probably, we might do uh, like an extra episode. So that yeah. would be three episodes in a row or two episodes in a row or whatever. Um, we will do our best to not skip more than a week between episodes because. And we will give you notice if we have to. Yeah. Like that th- there will be events or things that are happening which would make us skip. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, I believe it will be next week. There won't be an episode. It might be the week after. Just kind of depending on how all of the schedule goes. Yeah. Uh, because you may have noticed we're extra. 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 Read all about it. Extra. Extra. Read all about it. <laughs> you know, we feel the need to harmonize on this podcast that is talking. Harmony. <laughs> Harmony. <laughs> we are harmonizers. <laughs> You got it. Get it? It's a callback to Binti by Nettie Okafor. Get it? We, we made a <laughs> reference. <laughs> We're trying. He made a reference to a thousand measures ago. Um. Yeah. So we will make an announcement if we have to do an extra skip week. If there's an episode next week, consider yourselves blessed. If there's an episode the week consider after. Consider ourselves blessed because that would mean a miracle in both of our lives. Mm-hmm extremely busy writer meets meets extremely busy student they have a podcast (laughs) that should be our description from now on Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's that's the whole announcement we're not even sorry you guys love us (laughs) well (laughs) chloe chloe loves us Catherine loves us my mom loves us your my mom doesn't listen (laughs) to this podcast (laughs) well my mom loves me in an extension us yeah yeah your mom listens to this podcast. I just meant in general. Oh, she yeah. She loves us. Oh, my mom loves us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just We're doesn't great. listen to this podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I know I re- we regret making this a thing, uh, but it needs to last at least 10 episodes, so it's your turn to say the magic words. <gasps> Roll credits! <laughs> Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reefs from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. And we love having theme music to you, so thank you, Reese. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both I and Heidi. Heidi and I do free production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes. We love you, too. And both of us love each other's moms. Yes. Hi. Time to go. We might still get to eat food. Bye. Peace. I have to pee.